1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. We're so glad to have you this evening. And of course, if you're joining us online, be sure to click share. And we're going to pick up right where we left off last Wednesday evening. And we're dealing with prayer, but in dealing with prayer, we're also dealing with confession and what we're saying when we pray. And also what we're saying after we pray. It doesn't do much good if you pray in faith and then immediately afterwards you nullify your praying with the negative confession or with doubt and unbelief. So as we've learned, prayer is a call to fellowship with our Heavenly Father. And prayer is a call to love Him as He has loved us. And prayer is not just us talking, but it's also us listening. It is fellowship It is relationship. And as we were dealing with last Wednesday evening, the challenge of faith is to say and to pray what the Word says before your circumstances have changed for the better. And when everything's great, there are no issues, nothing you're believing God for, it's easy to say what the Word says then and to pray what the Word says then. But the challenge of faith is to say and to pray what the Word says before the circumstances change. And that is the God kind of faith, to call things that be not as though they were. And as we learn, you can always identify a person and where they are in their faith walk by their confession, by what they're saying, by their words, by their their praying. And when you go out to eat, it's better if you pray. Amen? Amen. Someone says, who wants to bless the food? Just volunteer and say, "I'll, I'll bless the food. And thank you, Heavenly Father, you bless our bread and water, and you take sickness and disease away from our midst. In Jesus' name. It's better if you pray. Versus, you know, someone, dear Lord, we know that uh, you cause all things, and if the chef in the back has hepatitis or botulism, (laughs) we, we may be about to learn a lesson, but it's for our good. You know, you, you don't want to be a recipient of that kind of praying. Amen? Amen? And so, again, the best thing is to pray what the Word says, and the best thing is if you pray, and if you're uncertain of the situation or what a family member or relative is going to say or pray, don't even ask who wants to pray. You do the praying. Amen. You can always identify where a person is in their faith, and their faith walk by their confession or by their words or what they pray. And in your life, listen to yourself closely. Listen to your words. Say, my words. words. You know, it's easy to say, honey, you know, you're being negative. And we should help one another in love, amen. But listen to your words. Listen to yourself closely. Listen to yourself when you pray. And if you'll listen to yourself closely, you'll identify where your problem is. You'll identify where the hindrance is you'll identify the little fox in your life that has been spoiling the vine. Proverbs 6 and verse 2 says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Say, say, my mouth. mouth. 
So you are snared with the words of your mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. So whose mouth? Mine. Yours, mine, thy mouth. Your mouth, my mouth. Then you know Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And as I said last Wednesday evening, as I said Sunday, most people, they're speaking death. That is their default. So we learned during the Holy Week revival that we will only possess what we boldly confess. So that's true in praying. That's true in confession. Amen. If you want to possess it, you have to boldly confess it. If you want to possess it, you have to boldly pray it. So say, what I boldly confess... I will possess. possess. Say what I boldly pray. I I will possess. possess. And again, you might say, well, how long do I need to do that? Well, you got to keep with it till you see the results, until you receive the manifestation of whatever you're standing in faith for. So when you pray, get rid of any doubt or fear or unbelief. Get rid of the worry. As we dealt with last Wednesday evening, stop hedging your bets by only telling your husband or wife or someone who's close and who'll never judge you what you're believing God for because you're doing that in the hope that, well, if God doesn't hear you or God doesn't answer you or if it doesn't happen, they're not going to judge you. Stop doing that. That's doubt. That's unbelief. Boldly confess and boldly pray and boldly say whatever it is you're believing God for. Stop hedging your bets. And go all in with God. Jesus told us, Mark eleven twenty three, we would have whatsoever we saith. Say, I shall have whatsoever I saith. Now, the reality is there is an adversary. And as the Bible tells us, he prowls around like a roaring lion. He is not actually a roaring lion. He prowls around like a roaring lion. But there is an adversary. And there are negative people. I know it's hard to believe, but they're out there. And we do have to deal with our flesh and the flesh of those you're around and the flesh of other people. So you've got to boldly confess or pray the word of God. And then you've got to hold fast to your confession of faith in spite of all the contrary evidence, in spite of what you hear, in spite of what you see, in spite of what the circumstances look like. You've got to boldly confess and pray and stand upon the word of God and hold fast to your confession in spite of all the contrary evidence. So no matter what your eyes see, no matter what your ears hear, no matter what the circumstances look like, no matter how you feel, you got to hold fast in your praying and hold fast in your confession. And this is important because our faith or unbelief, it is determined by our confession. And we left off dealing with this, that we go down to the level of our confession. We go down to the level of what we're saying. And no one ever rises above the level of their confession. No one ever rises above the level of their words. And so we have to evaluate our own speaking, our own confessing, our own praying, and lift up our eyes and hold ourselves to the higher standard, which is God's standard, His Word. Your faith level will go down to the level of your confession. And no one's faith level ever rises above the level of their confession. So you got to change what you're saying. you got to change what you're confessing. you got to change what you are 
praying. You know, typically when we get in the car, you know, Jessica and I will put on music from one of our phones. Tonight we didn't have the time to do that. And so I just hit a, whatever preset Jessica had first in the row of presets. And it was a Christian music station. And uh, they, they were doing their best imitation of the monologue from Sleepless in Seattle. You know, if you're sad, if you're lonely, if you're blue. And so Jessica changed it to something else. And then a, a sad, sad song came on. Chris, uh, it was a sad, sad Christian song. But it was still a sad, sad song. So then she hit it again and put on a preacher. But then the preacher was being negative. And so, again, in all of our lives, it is a discipline, no matter what's going on, no matter what we're believing God for, no matter what the circumstances are, to say what the Word says. And to do that in our praying, but after we pray in faith, to discipline ourselves not to nullify our praying with negative words or a negative confession. To change your life and circumstances, you got to change what you're saying and what you're praying. Proverbs 10 and verse 11 says, The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. I love that. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. In contrast, the next chapter, Proverbs 11 and verse 9 says, With his mouth, the godless destroys his neighbor. Elsewhere in Proverbs, it says that the, 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 the foolish woman, she tears down her own house. And so you have to be mindful of what you're saying and what you're confessing and what you are praying. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And again, the default for most people is to speak death, to confess death, to pray death. So we'll have the fruit of what we're saying. We'll have the fruit of what we're confessing. And we'll have the fruit of what we are praying. If you confess and pray sickness, sickness is going to develop in your physical, mortal body. And as I said last Wednesday evening, one of my life verses is Matthew 9 and verse 29, according to your faith. Say, my faith. My faith. Will it be done, it be done? Unto, me. unto me? I talked to someone a few months ago, and they, 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 you know, they gave me a nice, long lecture, and they're, they're older, so... Uh, I learned when someone older than you is talking to be nice and uh, listen, amen, smile, be, be respectful. And so I, I listened, but basically it was this older person rehearsing to me all their fears and how they haven't even gotten their car serviced in the past year because they're afraid that somebody in the service department might get in the car and might not have their mask on all the way or just part of the way and then there could be droplets in the car and then when they get back in the car that those droplets could get in their nose Matthew 9 verse 29 according to your faith will it be done unto you and we're living in these days Malachi 3:18 Matthew 24 where Jesus said when the son of man comes will we find faith on the earth those who stand firm to the end they will be saved or, as I mentioned, Matthew 9 and verse 29. So if you confess and pray sickness, well, that's what you're going to have. That's what's going to develop in your body. Or, or the, these religious prayers. Now, now, Lord, we know that you can heal them by killing them and taking them home to be with you. And I know people don't use the word kill, but that's basically what they're praying. Yeah. We, we know, Lord, you can fix this situation if you end it now. And take them to be with you. Well, well, there's no faith in that. And you might as well not even open your mouth. You might as well not even pray. 
And that's why you have, see, there's this tendency of, well, the, the more people I can get praying, you may not want more people praying about the situation. And you've heard Pastor talk about how when, when people would get these prayer chains going, that, that's usually your sign that it's not going to turn out well because there's no faith in that. And then what happens when you get a bunch of people praying with their doubt and their negativity and their, their unbelief? So you have to be careful in that. You know, Jesus talked about the prayer of agreement, but it's the prayer of agreement. Someone standing in faith in agreement with you on the word of God regarding a positive outcome. Amen? Amen. And so if you confess and pray sickness, well, that's what you're going to have. Say this, say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say, I'm healthy. I'm healthy. Say, I'm whole. I'm whole. Say, I'm walking in, I'm walking in. divine health. Divine health. Amen. Amen. And that's true even in 2021. Amen. Amen. We're walking in divine health. Yes. If you confess and pray doubt, well, that's what you're going to have. Your doubts will only grow stronger. If you confess and pray a lack of finances or not enough, it will stop the money from coming in. Say this, say, the money is coming in. Say, the money I need, plus more, plus extra, plus more than enough, it's coming in, in Jesus' name. See, that, that's faith. A not enough mentality will stop the money from coming in. A negative confession or praying will stop the money from coming in. Proverbs 11, beginning in verse 24, says, One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly. We could say without cause. So it could be even somebody that has the ability, but they withhold. You know, they, they won't let anything pass through their hands. Well, how does that cheap, stingy, selfish person talk? How does that cheap, stingy, selfish person pray? Well, they pray from the position that there's not enough there won't ever be enough, and no matter what happens, there still ain't going to be enough. Well, that's going to nullify everything, and that's going to stop the blessings from flowing. So do you act like there's not enough? Do you talk like there's not enough? Do you pray like there's not enough? So you got to go to the Word. you got to lift up your eyes and see what the Word says and begin confessing and praying what the Word says. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are supplying all of our needs according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that every seven days, every need is met, every bill is paid, and there is always plenty left over. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you're making me rich in every way so I can be generous on every occasion. You might say, well, Austin, what about this? What about that? Well, that's why we go back to the Word, and we say and we pray what the Word says. And someone might say, I, I can't understand this. Well, of course not, because most people live in the sense realm. They're living in the realm of the flesh, and they're walking by what they can see or what they can hear or by the circumstances. They're not walking by the Word, and they don't understand spiritual things. So we have to get to the place where Hebrews 4 and verse 14 and Hebrews 10 and verse 23 is a constant reality in our lives. Hebrews 4 and verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. And the word, as we've learned, is homologia, which means our saying 
the same thing. Not our saying how we feel, even though it makes us all feel better to say how we feel. Not, not saying what the situation looks like, even though that will sometimes makes you feel better. Not saying what our opinion is, not saying what our theory is, holding fast to our profession, our saying the same thing God says. That's what he can say yes to. That's what Jesus, our high priest, can say amen to. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast our profession, our saying the same thing. Let us do that without wavering, for he is faithful, that promise. So what should our confession and our prayer be? That the word is true, and it's true in our lives. Amen? Amen. And it is true in every area of our lives. When we doubt the Father, we doubt his word. And when we doubt his word, we're doubting the Father. And when we doubt God's word, it's because we believe something contrary to his word. When we doubt his word, it's because we believe someone else's report. And again, that's why you got to have a filter. And I think in 2021, we all need a greater filter than we have ever had before to tune out the world, to tune out what the world's saying, to tune out what the, the news media is saying, because uh, they're, they're preaching to us all the time. And even now, when you, you go to uh, an event with your family, they're preaching to you. When you go to a sporting event, they're preaching to you with the advertisement and everything going on. We're being preached to all the time. And so you got to have a filter to uh, tune all the negative out and to tune all the nonsense out and to tune out everything contrary to the Word of God. When we doubt His Word, it's because we believe something contrary to His Word. Our confidence may be in the flesh or in the arm of the flesh. Our confidence may be in medicine. And again, there are wonderful people in the church and they work in the medical field. And a key practice of medicine is to help and to do no harm. Amen. So we're, we're for medicine and we're for what medicine can do. But our, our confidence has to be in the Word of God and what our Heavenly Father does. Because there are situations where man, people, medicine, they can't, they can't help the situation. And so our confidence might be in the flesh or in the arm of the flesh. Our confidence might be in medicine. Our confidence may be in the government. And if your confidence is in the government, you, you need to make an immediate change. Amen. Amen. Our, your confidence may be in technology. I'm not against technology. I love technology. When it works. <laughs> and I'll, I won't say any more because I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I love technology. I, lo I love it when, it when it works. Amen. But you know now these newer cars, they want to do software updates like your iPhone. And it's with fear and trepidation I hit the update now button. Amen. You hear about it not going well and people getting their cars towed and all of that. So again, there, technology has a purpose. It has a benefit. You know, people are watching online and sharing. There's good to it. But our confidence can't be in that. Our confidence has to be in God and His Word. So whatever our confidence in is in, if it contradicts the Word, then it will hinder your faith life. It could even destroy your faith life. And if anything was proven true in 2020 or in 2021, it's that. If you put your confidence in anything other than the Word of God, it'll destroy 
your confidence in the things of God. It'll destroy your faith life. It'll hinder you in your faith and in your walk with God. You've got to put your confidence in God. You've got to put your confidence in His Word. Confidence in things other than the Word of God. It will destroy our prayers and our prayer life. And the root of it is, if your confidence is in other things, that is idolatry, and when you go to your Heavenly Father in prayer, your heart will condemn you. And you find your answer in 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15. Our confidence has to be in our Heavenly Father. Our confidence has to be in His Word and in nothing else. Technology is great, but technology can let you down. People are great, but people can let you down. Amen? Amen. There, there is a purpose to government, and that is order, but government can let you down. So our confidence has to be in God and in His Word. Confidence in things other than the Word of God. It'll bring you into bondage, bondage to sin, bondage to the flesh, bondage to men and women, and bondage to idols. So you've got to decide that your confidence and trust and hope is going to be in God and His Word. That's what you're going to pray based on. That's what you're going to confess based on. And you're going to stand on His Word. And that's where your hope and trust is. And not in anything else. And if you'll do that, your prayer life will have power. Your prayer life will be effective. Amen? If you walk by faith, if you dare to walk by faith, there will be challenges that have to be overcome. But challenges do not come from our Heavenly Father. He might give us a test of faith, but He's not going to give you some negative challenge. Challenges come from the adversary, from Satan, from the enemy. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. When challenges come, it's Satan doing his best to stop you from walking in victory to stop you from walking in the blessing of the Lord. But you are dangerous to Satan when you know who you are in Christ. And we're dealing with that on Sunday mornings. You're dangerous when you know what your rights are in Christ and when you know the authority that you have in the name of Jesus. You're dangerous when you know enough word to stand upon the word. You're dangerous when you know enough word to resist Satan with the word of God. When he shows up with this or that temptation or this or that challenge, that you're going to say what the Word says, and you're going to pray what the Word says, and you're going to stand on what the Word says. That makes you dangerous. You're dangerous when you learn to trust in Father God's ability to meet your every need. You've heard Pastor rehearse how what God did in the last two years, it is amazing, but we, we understand things now. We have greater revelation now than we did say a decade ago. And it's not that we throw caution to the wind. It's not that we're presumptuous or even crazy. But to walk by faith, you do have to be a little crazy. Amen. (laughs) We understand things now from the Word of God. We understand them to a greater degree than we did say even a decade ago. And so you've heard Pastor share how during the last economic downturn, 2007, 2008, we we didn't understand then the things we understand now. And because of that, in those years, we didn't walk in the provision that we could have. 
But we, we understand things now to a greater degree we didn't understand as well back then. So in 2020, when all of this negativity got rolled out and all of this fear got rolled out and, and everybody was listening to the chicken littles of the world, <laughs> we said our Heavenly Father would provide. Yes. We said we would, we would end 2020 ahead of 2019. Pa Pastor said that we would pay off phase one and everything in 2020. And all of those things came to pass. And somebody would, might say, that is impossible. Well, now we understand better the truth of Matthew 9 and verse 29. According to your faith, will it be done unto you? I can get my car service, praise God, and no harm is going to come nigh me. Well, we can have church. We can have church as normal. We don't all have to wear bubble suits, amen. amen. And no harm shall come nigh unto us. Amen. See, we, we understand who we are, what belongs to us, all that is available to us to a greater degree than we did even just a few years ago. So you become dangerous when you learn to trust in who our God is and what his word says and who we are in Christ. You become dangerous when you learn to trust in Father God's ability to meet your every need. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how expensive it is. Doesn't, doesn't matter what, what comes in the mail. God will provide. The money's coming in. See, so that, that's a different level of faith. Versus, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? And getting on Facebook or dropping faith hints. It's a different level when you realize what the word says is true. And according to your faith, will it be done unto you? Amen. And it doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how expensive it is. Doesn't matter what the cost is. Doesn't matter what the bill is. Our wonderful heavenly father will provide. Amen. And the money's on the way. Amen. The money's on the way. Yes. Jesus said he knows what we need even before we ask. And it doesn't mean we don't have to ask. But praise God, he knows what we need even before we ask. When you come to the place where you know your rights in Christ and your authority in the name of Jesus, when you become strong enough to resist the devil, then Satan will be defeated in your life. But you got to resist. You got to fight. You got to fight the good fight of faith. As long as Satan can keep you in confusion or in doubt and unbelief or with a negative attitude, and a negative confession, a negative prayer life, you will remain defeated. Again, according to your faith, will it be done unto you. So we're, we're here with one purpose, and that is to strengthen your confidence in the Word of God. Numbers 23 and verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? So God is not fickle. Everything we see out there in the world is fickle. You know, what's true today is not true tomorrow. What keeps you safe today will not keep you safe tomorrow. What, what we're supposed to all be doing today is not what we're all supposed to be doing tomorrow. Praise God, our Heavenly Father is not like that. 1 Samuel 15, 29, He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind. And praise God for it. Amen. We can count on Him. We can count on His Word. For He is not a man that He should change His mind. 
Psalm 89 and verse 34, I will not violate my covenant or alter what my lips have uttered. So we ought to have utter and complete confidence and trust in our Heavenly Father and in His Word. That he, even if maybe your natural father or your natural mother never made their word come to pass, never kept a promise, that's not who our Heavenly Father is. Amen. He will keep every promise. He will make His Word come to pass in your life. No word of God is void of power. And no word of God can be negated by any power, whether earthly or satanic or demonic. There isn't enough power in all the universe to void one statement of fact in God's word. And there's also the reality that everything in his word is coming to pass. And everything that has not yet come to pass, it will shortly come to pass. It will all be fulfilled. So put your confidence in his word. And I, again, this is the distinction we see. If people put as much faith in the word of God as they do what politicians say or government bureaucratic pretend doctors say, their every need would be met and they would walk in Holy Ghost power. So we, we see with our eyes people have all kinds of faith and all kinds of things and all kinds of idols. We're to have faith in the Word of God. And we're to stand on His Word. With as much confidence as we see people standing on the words of politics. Well, well, He said it. It must be true. No, it's not. They, they said if you do this, it'll keep you safe. No, they're making it up as they go. If people put that much faith in the Word of God, their every need would be met. They would walk in divine health, and they would walk in Holy Ghost power. So you got to put your confidence in the Word of God. That is what has power. That is what has authority. That is what will change your circumstances for the better. And you got to hold fast to your confession of faith and your confession and your praying in the face of every assault and challenge from the enemy. Luke 1 and verse 37 says, Nothing is impossible with God. Say nothing. nothing. So it doesn't matter what the situation is. doesn't matter what the, the price tag or the bill is. Nothing is impossible with God. Jeremiah 1 and verse 12, The Lord said to me, You have seen correctly, I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. The King James says, For I will hasten. I will hasten my word to perform it. He, he's bringing it to pass quickly. Amen. He's bringing it to pass quickly in our lives, in our families, in our physical bodies, in our finances. Amen. And one of the things I think we see in the days we're living in, answers are coming quicker now than ever before. Miracles are happening quicker now than ever before. Prayers are being answered faster than ever before. And faster not in terms of the answer, faster in terms of the, the manifestation. Harvest is happening much more quickly now than I have ever seen in my lifetime. In, nearly instantaneous sometimes. It is truly astounding. But I see that working both positively and negatively. So when people don't believe the word or people are sowing negative seeds, whatever they are, I see the harvest for that quick, fast. And that is a frightening thing. I see judgment happening more quickly now than ever before. 
But the good news is, the positive side is, our Heavenly Father, He is hastening to perform His Word in our lives. The Amplified Bible says, I am watching over my Word to perform it. Romans 10 and verse 11 says, Everyone who believes in Him will not or will never be ashamed. Say never. Never. So so if you put your faith and your trust and your confidence in God and His Word, if you stand on His Word, you're not going to be ashamed. Our Heavenly Father is not going to disappoint. He may do exceedingly abundantly above all that you asked or imagined, but He doesn't disappoint. He doesn't do less. You know, you don't ask for one thing and you get something lesser. That's what people do. It's the imitation It's the fake, the knockoff. Our Heavenly Father doesn't do that. He doesn't disappoint. He doesn't let us down, amen? He does exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. But you have to determine, you have to decide that you're not going to be intimidated by this evil, wicked world. Don't let this world make you feel bad or ignorant or uneducated for believing God's Word or make you feel like that you're somehow anti-science because you believe in common sense and what people a hundred years ago knew whether they went to school or not that God gave us our bodies and our bodies have an immune system don't make don't let people make you feel uneducated or ignorant or anti-science the the anti-science people are the people that believe a a boy can become a girl or a girl can become a boy that's anti-science We, we live in crazy times. So don't let the world make you feel bad for believing the Word of God and standing upon the Word of God. In 2021, the easiest thing to believe is the Bible. In 2021, the easiest thing to believe is the Word of God. The world, it opposes us because they have rejected God. Read Romans 1. Read Romans 1. Now, you may not want to do that before you go to bed tonight. But read Romans 1. And what Paul said in his day, it is true of our day. We are living in Romans 1. The world opposes us because they have rejected God. They oppose us because they have rejected the Word of God. The world opposes us because they know their end is near. The world opposes us because they know their judgment will soon take place. Judgment is coming, and they know it. Or as Lester Summerall once told my father, they will soon be in hell. And I know that's tough. And once, uh, not really friends, but acquaintances in the ministry, they were taking a public thrashing by the media. And so my father told me, he said, message them and tell them what Summerall said. Don't worry about it. They'll soon be in hell. And that may seem harsh, but it is true. Again, as I encourage you, read Romans 1. There are are people, and they have rejected God. And they don't just dislike God, they hate God. And the Bible says that God has given them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not be done. And they, they live in a way in which not even animals would live. And then you go over to Revelation for your pre bedtime reading to the very end of Revelation, and it gives a whole list that these are all the people that will be outside the city of God. They don't just dislike God. They hate God, and they have rejected Him, 
and they have rejected his word. So yes, Dr. Summerall was right. They will soon be in hell. Be like Isaac. Don't waste one moment of one day worrying about what the Philistines think. And again, Jesus did die for them too. So if they want to get saved, they can get saved. Amen. But don't spend one moment of one day worrying about what the Philistines think. Who cares? Well, Austin, I think she posted something that is kind of about me, even though it doesn't mention my name specifically. That is what the unfriend option is for. (laughs) Click it. It's life-changing. Amen. (laughs) Or you can click unfollow so they still think you're their friend even though you don't see anything they post. That is life-changing too. Amen. So don't, don't worry about what unbelievers think or what Philistines think. Don't be intimidated by this evil wicked world don't as I said don't let this world make you feel bad or ignorant or uneducated for believing the word of God you know it's amazing what people pay a lot of money to learn in school now and again you know pastor and I we believe in education we believe in being educated and competent and trained but you do have to be careful where you go to school because you can spend a lot of good money and get and learn a whole bunch of nonsense that's just nonsense so again don't make this don't let this world make you feel ignorant or uneducated for believing the word of god in 2021 the easiest thing to believe is the word of god philippians 1 and verse 28 says without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you this is a sign to them that they will be destroyed say destroyed, destroyed. the wicked are going to be destroyed They were destroyed in Noah's day. They have been destroyed at times throughout history, and there's coming a day when God's going to pour out his judgment upon this earth. The wicked will be destroyed, but you will be saved, and that by God. Another translation of Philippians 1.28 says, And no wise terrified by its enemies, for their enmity is to them an evidence of perdition, but to you of salvation, and that from God. Moffat's translation of Philippians 1.28 says, Never be scared for a second. Say, not for a second. Not for a second. By your opponents, your fearlessness is a clear omen of ruin for them. See, that, that's part of why they hate the church. And they hate the body of Christ. Because we represent everything they hate. And we represent the fact that we are going to be rewarded and they are going to pay the price of punishment and judgment. Your fearlessness is a clear omen of ruin for them and of your own salvation at the hands of God. Psalm 9, beginning in verse 16. The Lord is known by his justice. The wicked are ensnared by the work of their hands. The wicked return to the grave. All the nations that forget God. But the needy will not always be forgotten, nor the hope of the afflicted ever perish. Arise, O Lord. Let not man triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, O Lord. Let the nations know they are but men. It's sobering. Paul also wrote this in Philippians 3, beginning in verse 17. Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For as I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Say enemies. enemies. This is New Testament. You're probably like, is that Old Testament? It's New Testament. James says friendship with the world is hatred toward God. 
So they are enemies. Paul says they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. So they are enemies of the cross, and their destruction is nigh, but our citizenship is in heaven. Elsewhere, the New Testament says that this world, it is not our home. It uses the phrase that we are aliens, we are strangers, we are foreigners passing through. You know, Moses grew up in Egypt, but Egypt was not his home. So you got to settle these things in your heart. So you got to decide in this crazy, wicked world to stand with God, to stand with his word, and if he'll, you'll do that, he'll stand with you. My father tells me all the time, Austin, all that matters is that we're faithful to his word. People are focused on this and that. They're focused on this metric and that, that metric and all, all of that. Worldly accolades. He tells me all the time, all that will matter is that we are faithful to his word. And that's what we're going to give and account for. This is Moffat's translation of 2 Corinthians 2, 14 and 15. Wherever I go, I thank God he makes my life a constant pageant of triumph in Christ diffusing the perfume of his knowledge everywhere by me. I live for God as the fragrance of Christ breathed the light by those who are being saved and by those who are perishing. The Bible says that to the righteous we're a pleasant aroma, but to the wicked, to those who are perishing, we, we are the stench of death. Again, a reminder, their judgment is nigh. So you got to decide. You're going to stand with God. You're going to stand with his word. Because our heavenly father, he will not and he cannot lie. And his word is true. His word will not and cannot lie. So you got to take your place in Christ and say what the word says and pray what the word says. You are more than a conqueror. No matter what the test is, no matter what the challenge or situation is, God cannot and will not fail his word. So you got to hold fast. Tell your neighbor, say, hold fast. fast. And if, if there's anything Satan is really good at, He's really good at talking people into walking away or giving up right before the harvest comes or right before the manifestation. And the Bible says that if we don't give up, we'll reap a harvest at the proper time. You go to Galatians chapter 6. Do not be weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. So you got to hold fast. Tell your other neighbor, say, hold fast. fast. So when we pray, when we confess, when we say what the word says, we're not standing on sense evidence. We're we're not relying on the arm of the flesh. We're we're not saying, well, I have confidence because this doctor or that doctor says I can have confidence. No, we're standing on the word of God. And we're, we're not even standing on the faith of other people. We're standing on the word of God. So our confidence is in his word, not in others, not in the flesh. Our confidence is not in the prayers of others. Tell your neighbor, say, you got to grow up. Tell your, tell your other, say, you got to mature. You know, I did my, my best to explain some of these things in the messages in February when we dealt with 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. Why do we do things the way we do at Faith Christian Center? 
Why don't we do certain things? Why do we not allow certain things to go on? We believe in the laying on of hands. But Paul also told Timothy, do not be hasty in the laying on of hands. And I learned from my father that if we're going to say we believe the word and all of it, if we're full gospel, that means all of it. Even Paul, when he told the Timothy, do not be hasty in the laying on of hands. Or even what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 12 and, ver- 1 Corinthians 12 and chapter 14, let everything be done decently and in order. So see, why, why don't we lay hands on everybody in every service? Because we want you to learn how to believe God for yourself. So your confidence is not in me or in pastor. Your confidence is in God and his word. That's why Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So praise God for great men and women of faith who can pray and know how to pray, amen. But our confidence should not be in them or their prayers. Our confidence should be in God and his word. That's where your confidence should be. That's where your trust should be. Refuse to allow your lips to destroy the effectiveness of God's word in your life. Refuse to allow your lips to nullify God's word with a negative confession. Got to hold fast. Tell your neighbor, say, hold fast. fast. Tell your other neighbor, say, hold fast. fast. And so you got to hold fast in your prayer, your praying time. You got to hold fast in your confession, even though you cannot yet see the answer with your physical eyes. You got to hold fast no matter what the circumstances look like. You got to hold fast no matter how you feel. Amen. You know, and some days we feel, man, we're on top of the world. And some days we feel a little blue. So you got to hold fast no matter how you feel. It is your quiet assurance in God's word that gives you the victory. It is your quiet assurance that gives you the victory. Say, I have the victory. victory. Say, I have have. that which I have asked for. Say, it's on the way. way. Say, it's mine. mine. Say, it's it's coming. coming. Divine health. health. Provision. Provision. Say, it is mine. Say, my faith, faith, my trust, trust, my confidence confidence is in God God and in his word. word. And he will never never let me down. down. He will never fail me. He will never never disappoint me. He is hastening hastening to perform his word word. in my life, in my my circumstances, in my physical body. in my family, and in my finances, in Jesus' name. Amen. And as I said, you put your faith and your trust and your confidence in God's word and not in all these other options in 2021. And you will live a life of supernatural provision. You'll live a life where answers and miracles are a common thing. And you'll walk as you should walk with God. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817 
561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.